Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast. And today we are going to cover something I think is very, very important for new entrepreneurs, new people in the online world, because it isn't always rosy, is it? So how do you handle a bad start as your entrepreneurship life? I have got my great co-host here today. I've got Brandon Duff, and we're going to talk about, obviously, what's went wrong for us and how we've sort of, like, come up it and how every time we launch something, it gets a little bit easier. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Brandon, how are you? I am doing amazing. I have my coffee. I'm here with you. Life is good. How are you? Yeah, good, mate, good. Uh, weather's not too bad. Um, it's a little bit rainy, but that's just a simple thing um, in the UK. But no, mate, I'm excited. Obviously, I know by the time this gets released, um, obviously it will, would have passed, but it's my kids' sports day tomorrow. The first one oh, I get to actually watch, obviously because of COVID. What? So super, super excited for that. Um, the two older ones will be, as long as the weather holds off, the two older ones will um, be competing in sports day for, and I get to actually watch it for the first time. Thanks wow, to how old are they? Uh, they're seven and four. Wow, we don't have any kids. I'm much older than you, I think. Like, <laughs> maybe like a decade. But, um, You're not that old, are you? I'm 36, I think. I'm only 30. Okay, so nice. half a decade. So um, you just look younger, I guess. Uh, Do you know what? That <laughs> never gets said, so I'll fucking take it. It must be this <laughs> camera. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I um, man, I remember starting my entrepreneur, um, one of my businesses back a couple, maybe a year ago. No, not that long. Probably like four years ago. And I, before I was a um, personal trainer. So I didn't really... Um, I, it was just a red, blue collar, maybe white collar uh, um, company. So um, I actually started a company called the Pink Collar Millionaire, which is more of a service-based. Um, I guess Pink Collar is more service-based, and it flopped and it just it didn't go anywhere. I was like, I thought this creative name was so good, and yeah, it was it wasn't a good thing at all. Um, but what about you? What uh, what like mess-ups have you had in your entrepreneur journey? So my first one, my first one was offline and I was about 19 at the time when I started my first business. 19, 20? Yeah, yeah. Um, and what we've done is I, I created a sports development company because I was always, I was always coaching. Um, yeah. And I was always coaching in schools and literally the UK had just gave a government grant out. Um, so obviously all schools, all primary age are like four to 11 year olds. Um and the grant was obviously to get more kids into sport uh, and all this. So obviously there was a great opportunity for coaches to obviously coach in schools, which was happening anyway, and um, basically to teach PE, so the physical education. Um, yep. So I got my local schools to agree to hire me. So I put this proposal together in a nice fancy like booklet, and um, and I, I got it. Like she hired me, I was like, yes. My biggest mistake was understanding business math. <laughs> and what do you mean? So what I was charging per hour was so cheap. It covered me and my time only. Uh, no overheads, like no, like anything, no profit. It was just, if I wasn't working, I weren't making money. Um, so I basically created the job 
Um, so it, don't get me wrong, it didn't take me long to realize that. Um, so like, obviously, I was I was coaching and, and like I didn't understand lead generation and all these things. And I must have folded that business within about four months. Gone. Oh wow. I was like, no. I was like, everything was just stacked up against me. The like, like obviously the pricing was crap, but obviously I was now stuck in a position where I was delivering the job, so I couldn't even get someone to deliver the job, take a small profit. I was living at yeah. home. I didn't need. I didn't need that much. I, I couldn't even get someone in because obviously I wouldn't make no money, which meant I couldn't go and do any lead generation for other schools. The time for hiring those companies was sort of like the summer before the start of term. So I'd missed that window of opportunity to the lead gen, and it was just like, no. So I, I actually, my first business tanked in four months. Well, I mean, at least you knew that it wasn't profitable and you did something that you could essentially get out of. You didn't get, you didn't get over leveraged like we talked about <laughs> in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely check that episode out where you talk about good debt and bad debt, but you didn't get any bad debt. You didn't uh, really create any kind of headaches, right? Well, yeah, apart from him, like this, the only headache I had was telling the teacher that, or the head teacher that had hired me, that I was literally leaving. I was quitting and I was going. Um, and she was fuming. Like she okay. was, she'd literally not long been in this school. And this was like the first major thing she was doing was bringing me in and obviously to, to take PA. And it just, it wasn't working. So I had to obviously go and like tell her it wasn't happening. She was fuming. So she now she looks bad. Um, and ironically, it was my kid's school. So the kids weren't there at this time. Obviously, I was only 19. But just as my eldest was starting to come to school age, and it was like, right, you're going to end up at the same school. This, this teacher does not like me. Thankfully, she left. I hope she's doing well, like, but thankfully, she left. So that removed the awkwardness. Um, but yeah, like that was the only bad thing. Like That and I had to admit defeat, which I'm not really good at. Like, I don't right. like losing. I don't like admitting defeat. I don't like being wrong. Um, so yeah, like having to admit defeat quite early on that the business that was going to be the best thing ever wasn't, uh, was a little bit disappointing. Well, and that was your profession, right? Like that was, you did that, you played that sport, you did sports all your life and it was something that you were very passionate about. So I can see you being very upset that you had to kind of give up that business. Yeah. It was was frustrating because like at the end of the day, like even like we went to like various events as coaches and stuff. And I was literally labeled as one of the best coaches in my area, like, like my County. So it was pretty big and I was top hundred in the whole of the country. Um, nice. so I, I, was, I was like supposed to be like one of the next big things coming through. But the one thing I didn't know was obviously I was great at the profession. I could do the job, but like most people, I didn't know business. And that was the killer, like learning, like that baptism of fire into the whole like like marketing, sales, operations, fulfillment scenario. Like that was, I, I thought I'd just go in and do some coaching to get some money. And obviously, long and behold, it's, it's not like that. Um, you As you start a business, you very rarely do the thing that you actually started your business for because everything else takes over. Yeah, um, it makes sense. But you, I, I would guess you had some amazing learning lessons. I mean, you, it wasn't really... I like to say you you don't really lose. You only learn because you learned about a valuable lesson, like that you need to be paid a lot more than what you think you do um, because your time is valuable. 
you also need to be able to have enough money where coming in where that you can then outsource it because you're able to buy other people's time versus you working in the business. You can now work on the business, which is super important. And then obviously you learned other things like that you were the best in the county. Maybe you could have taken that and been like, hey, this is these are what the numbers show. Um, what do you think about increasing my pay or something to that extent? Because then you're able to leverage the numbers that are facts. And so, you know, all sorts of things that you, I'm sure, learned. What, what other lessons did you learn? What other lessons that I learned? That business is hard work. <laughs> um, and this was obviously, I was, I was so young, obviously, learning, like, learning all these things. Compared to, like, every, everyone that I knew at that time was still in uni. Like, they were still doing the whole get drunk, obviously, most days, and then just rock up to class and do a bit of memory retention, like, <laughs> which is basically what it is. Um, and I was, like, there, I was, I was talking to head teachers, like, I was talking to students, like, student, I was dealing with kids, I was dealing with parents, um, and business is the hardest thing you'll ever do, uh, but it's also the most rewarding. And that's why, although I went into corporate after that, I went and got myself a job. Like I had a, I had a bit of a panic attack at 22, not a massive one, but I just knew I was going to be a parent soon without planning it. Yeah. Like something inside just went, listen, I was like, you're 22. I was like, you're going to be a dad soon. I was like, and we weren't planning it. We like, Kirsty was only 19 at the time. Um, so there was no like things like ideas, like, like to plan it. And literally within a month of me starting corporate, she was pregnant. Wow, and I, was, I was on a really good rate. Um, so I was like, I just knew it's 20. So I was like, I have to get my shit together. I was like, you need to earn good money. So I went and chased the money instead. Um, but it never, ever stopped me wanting to be back in business. Um, so she'd done the whole corporate thing, sorted obviously like the, the roof over the head, the kids and all that. And obviously we kept on having kids. Um, but then it was a case of, yeah, back back to business. That's so cool. Um, we're we're trying right now, so I will. I'll be thirty six, maybe thirty seven. Who knows? Uh, when we have kids, so a little bit different than twenty two. But I'm sure you've learned a lot from business and from being a dad. Oh yeah, it definitely intensifies the situation. Like I do not know, like like how I've still got all this hair. Like I should uh-huh. be grey. Like I should like have none. Um, obviously, the it's a my whole twenties was dedicated to being a dad and being a uh, creating a business. Um, so it's just like it, it it's been intense and it's hard. Like and as you say, like how do you get up from those entrepreneurial like knockbacks? Because they happen. Like so, the biggest and the best those entrepreneur entrepreneurship knockbacks happen. So, what advice would you give someone like to to bounce back? Yeah, I think it's just like anything. Like you don't learn to run before you walk. You don't learn to walk before you crawl. And it's just learning opportunities along the way. When you like get knocked down, you're supposed to get back up again. Um, and it's just, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, in just life, you're going to lose a lot more than you win. And the win is what kind of just washes away all the losses. Um, so if you're consistently losing and the more often that you can lose, they're all learning um, opportunities. And you take those learning opportunities, you compound them, and then you make wins. And you can create a formula 
where you are now able to really just create consistent wins in your business because you've you've done all the time in a sense and had all the knockdowns and had all the fails and all the the little mishaps that happen that you can take that and now you've learned all those those school of hard knocks and leverage them in your business and you pretty much are able to take that and consistently grow what you know is a winning formula and use that to consistently win every single day. Um, Because like, for instance, when I was a personal trainer, I didn't know how to do lead generation. I didn't know how to do uh, social media or, um, you know, all the things like mobile apps and stuff. Um, I use that a lot in my business and I've kind of, created a persona in my fitness industry. And then I took that kind of, and I ruled it into uh, the online space and my persona in fitness was one. And now like my branding rather, and my branding in um, online space is much different. I look like Mr. Monopoly in uh, my social media, all my social media stuff. And so that's because of real estate and it allowed me to, create a brand in uh, the online industry and I created a brand in the fitness industry. I learned social media through uh, personal training and I use that same, a lot of the same tactics, um, some of the same tactics in the online space. And then got getting into like click funnels and joining a mentorship program or having a mentor and learning how to do um, like really the, the funnel building, all that. Uh, I, I've never really, I've took, I think I've taken, I said this in a previous podcast, but I've only taken like one, uh, like online course, which was, uh, one funnel way challenge. And so, and, and if you guys don't use a, a type of CRM tool, definitely check out down below. Brian has a amazing tool called click funnels that he uses. So definitely check that out. And I'm sure he'll link, uh, the one funnel way challenge. Also, if you uh, have not done that, uh, challenge. I de- definitely highly recommend it because it allowed me to learn um, the online space and understand a lot of how people price things. And I didn't know how to do that. And um, luckily I did pretty well, but I also didn't do that well in a few things um, like funnel building and all that fun stuff. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just taking, you're going to lose a lot more and you have to be okay with losing. <laughs> Because if you're okay with losing and you can consistently get up, you're going to and keep trying different things and keep evolving, you're going to do well. And it's going to outpace, your wins are going to outpace all your losses. Yeah, definitely. And as you say, like, obviously, it, it, the, the, only, like, the only difference between, like, obviously, for instance, sports and entrepreneurship, like, is you can get to do a lot of those losing behind closed doors, like obviously on the training pitch, like with no cameras watching, with no like obviously you get to do the losing there. You get to put that practice and take those penalties, take those shots, like with no with the, the no pressure. So when you do step out into people to see you do it, yeah, obviously you will convert, like you will score, you will succeed. But that doesn't mean that gives a false perception of people like in other worlds, like, oh, they're just always so successful. They're not. It's everything that put, goes on behind the scenes that allows you to be successful on the forefront. Entrepreneurship, it's not so lucky, like, because you have to put your business out there 
in order to be found, in order to be sold. And if it doesn't go well, then obviously some people may remember obviously your past failures, but that does not define you. Like how you obviously, you have to keep going, keep learning, keep putting those things in. So when it is successful, like those are the things that people will remember. And But if you quit, you will never get to that stage. Like the only time you actually fail is when you stop trying. Right. Yeah, that's totally true. And, and I, I don't think... I think it's similar. I love that analogy of sports because, I mean, for us, I mean, they don't see all the books that we read versus um, they don't see us all the, the, the trying of different email tactics or, um, you know, lead generation or YouTube videos that we watch or the masterminds we've gone to or you know, all these different things that are kind of out of sight, out of mind. Everyone posts that, um, that uh, iceberg photo where it's like <laughs> you see like the the nice house and the the fancy car and you know all these things, but you don't see the grind and the the late nights and the studying and the masterminds and the meetups and the podcasts and all the other stuff below the surface that people are doing. And it's just like you said, like with sports, you have you don't see Michael Jordan who would wake up super early and take millions of shots every single year so that when he did come to play um, on the court, he, you know, he could hit those shots consistently and people thought he was just amazing. And he is amazing. He's like one of the best uh, sports players of all time, but uh, people just don't see the, the everyday grind that, that entrepreneurs do. And if you're able to just get up from, falling down every single time, then you're going to, you're going to do great things. Absolutely love it. And it, it's right. Isn't it? It's like, you have to, like, you don't stop. Like, obviously if you stopped as a kid, like it is, it, it is within you. And I said this on another podcast, it is within you to keep going. Because if you fell down as learning to walk as a, as a toddler and you never, ever got back up, then you never learn to walk, but you didn't, you got up and you tried again, you got up and you tried again. Same with talking. You carried on learning to t- trying to talk until you mastered it. Like we are ingrained to not give up. It's the social pressure that thinks, oh, we just forget it. Like you are a warrior. You can go and work it and um, just keep going because it's within you to do so. Like get back up, learn your lesson and go again. Love it. I mean, I have nothing else to add because that was amazing. That was like a motivational speech right there. <laughs> Guys, if you have been tuning in, thank you so much for watching right to the end. And obviously like, subscribe, follow, depending on what platform you're on. And we will see you on the next episode. Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there is a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps see you on the next episode guys